That's me, nigga. You are now rocking with the super califragilistic dope shit. Your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, featuring on the verge artists, established influencers, and people from all walks of life doing dope shit. With your host Emiliano Styles. This is super califragilistic dope shit, and we got Dave Ashley in the building. Dude is like actor, writer, director. Yeah. Um, 90s culture aficionado, gray hair aficionado, (laughs) all of these things. I'm gonna let that slide though. But we're gonna we're gonna get into it right now. Mm -hmm. So to start off my podcast, I'm yo, I I must I say I'm excited because me too. (laughs) This is the second time we're doing this podcast interview because the first time it didn't work out because I didn't have the mic set up properly. But this time I have it set up properly. You sent me off, man, for two hours. I was just yeah. filling my guts. Yeah, you know, it was mm-hmm. all of that. But now we're going to do this properly. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I have it properly set up. I have all my laptop software updated Let's to the go. point, and I have everything good. So now we're going to do it properly. So what I like to do to start off my interviews is I do a rapid-fire segment. Yeah. And what I do is I ask you... Just to choose either or, no explanations. Okay. Okay. Oh, man. You ready? I forgot about that. Let's get it. Let's go. <clears throat> Martin or Malcolm? Mountain. What? It's a, it's a nice combination of both. Nah, son. You got to choose Malcolm. Martin or Malcolm, fam. Malcolm. Where I'm feeling these days, Malcolm. Malcolm. Rihanna or Beyonce? Rihanna. Creation or evolution? Creation. Android or Apple? Team Android. Brutal honesty or white lies? White lies. Camron or Mace? Bethel. Mace and Bethel all day. In the light or in the dark? In the dark. Career or family? Family. Marriage or long-term commitment? Long-term commitment. Pop or Biggie? For today, we need pop. Love Jones or loving basketball? Love Jones, easy. Kobe or LeBron? Kobe, easy. J. Cole, J. Cole or Kendrick? K-Dot. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Marvin or Stevie? Stevie. Tyler Perry or Lee Daniels? <laughs> everyone, um, laughs, everyone laughs on this one. The, the funny part is, three times a week, I get told, I get mistaken for Lee Daniels. Who knows? Who knows? But, I mean, Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry. Sugar on grits or salt on grits? Uh, Salt on grits. HBO or Showtime? HBO. The Wire or Breaking Bad? For the culture, Wire. Autumn or Summer? Autumn, more memories. All right. All right, so that's it. That's the rapid fire segment. Basically, for the people who listen to this for the first time, Mm -hmm. it's a super califragilisticexpialidope shit. So my intention for this podcast was to have a podcast in which because I feel like podcasts were in the spectrum of one part is like yo it's very well produced they have a lot of money mm-hmm. and it sounds really good mm-hmm. 
and the celebrities and stuff like that, or it's I'm sorry, it's, it's well produced or it's celebrities. But there's no I don't listen to a lot of in between. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I want to interview people who are like on the verge and doing things like that, who are do, doing dope shit. They just may not have ten thousand followers, fifty thousand or a hundred thousand, right. right. but they still doing dope shit, dope shit. So that's was part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast. And I want people to listen to this podcast and feel like they caught up with an old friend, even though they may not know you. Yeah. So that's the intention. So this is Dave Ashley. Listen. I wanted to give a little bit about how, when, and where we met. Okay. Tennessee State University, yeah. Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out to Oprah Winfrey, who our most famous <laughs> exactly. uh, alumni. Exactly. <laughs> Um, we, we, yeah. I don't really remember the exact moment that we met, but we met um, in our apartment. You were, um, you were talking with Dave, Big Dave, the Big Dave. Okay, and I came up. I, I guess I had seen you before. Can't not just playing. But yeah, it was a uh, yeah. I think it was that. Really? I think it was you and Candace in the apartment. Oh, Candace. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Candace. Shout out to Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson, who's married now. Shout out to her and her uh, growing family at, at this moment. Um, but yeah, so I remember you were one of the people, you were in one of my my short films in college. Absolutely. See, I go back to <laughs> shooting on Super 8 uh. tapes <laughs> and... VHS. VHS. My so, copy is somewhere. On VHS somewhere. Yes, I said VHS. Face Behind the Mask <laughs> is the name of the film. I did this film with uh, Dave, and we shot it in like two hours or something. Yeah. Shout um, out to Ashley Brown. Ashley Brown yeah. with two E's <laughs> and all of that. So that's how we met. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's what it is. So the first question I want to ask you, sir, is... What is the dopest thing that you, you've done to, up to this point? The dopest thing that I've done, oh, I, I threw my mom a surprise uh, 65th birthday party. Tell us about how it went down. Oh, sir. man. That so, sounds great. Um, it was, you know, I was thinking about, like, you know, what am I going to do for, you know, whatever birthday, you know, was coming up. And mine is on November 15th. My mom's is on November 22nd. So, I mean... I don't know. I just had a thought that was just like, what do you mean? What are you going to do? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I know what that means. I'm supposed to do something. I'm supposed to do something. Yeah. And the guy was, though, like, I had just gotten laid off from the job. Mm. And uh, after, like, five years. and Life. Yeah. And I was trying to work for myself at the time. So, I was, anyway, got a chance to pull it off and um, pull it off from here. Right? I planned everything in, uh, here in Los Angeles for, um, I, I I told a lie and said that my, well, I started a rumor, said that my mom, that my cousin was going to be performing at this specific venue. What cousin? Um, uh, another cousin. Who, that actually performs a lot and stuff? Uh, not a lot, but she has before, been in plays and stuff. Okay. But, um, so that's why it was believable. And uh, my mom, so I asked my mom, I said, what you going to do for your birthday? And she was like, oh, uh, Crystal's supposed to be performing. I was like, God, you know. Listen, I, you can use a rumor for good or for evil, right? And uh, so that's anyway, cool. I've never thought of that. That's, yeah, that's pretty, that's and, pretty uh, cool. she 
she walked into the venue thinking that she was going to be seeing my cousin perform, and 94 people were there to say happy birthday. Right, to sing happy 94. birthday. 94. 94 people. Holla. Right, right. So, you know, about 10 of those were babies, but, you know. It's, hey, it's, it's still, still count, 94. Right? It's still right. 94, right. you did. But, uh, yeah, it was a wonderful thing. It was... Um, it was a wonderful thing. I mean, you know, we take so much as kids, you know. My mom has done a lot for me, so it felt good to kind of, uh, you know, to get that back to her. Yeah. Because you can't repay them. <laughs> you can't. I, I, I feel like that, too, because it's like with parenting, it's like you're forever indebted. Forever. It's like you there's nothing that you can do. It's like, yo, these people raised you and clothed you yeah. like Sometimes when I'm like at home and I'm like helping out and I'm like changing my nephew's diapers and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes it's like so much shit <laughs> that it's like leaking outside of the diapers. It was like somebody had to do this to me? Yeah. And I was like, yo, like it's so much shit outside of the diaper. Yeah. And like and I had to like kinda like touch it. Even I'm not touching with my bare hand, yeah, but I'm yeah, like yeah. I have to clean it up off they off they thigh and yeah, shit. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, like I I'm doing and like someone had to do this for me. Yeah. Like like and you like, wow, this this person is only literally <clears throat> 24 inches long wild, man. but then they have so much shit and it's like They're leaking outside of their diaper you. Yeah, and I had to like and so it was like how can you repay somebody for doing that yeah. you can't you can't you can't, you can't. <laughs> yeah so I feel you 94 people for your your, your mom so how, how did she receive it like what, what oh was man happen- so um, uh, the lie I told was that um I was going to be in Vegas seeing Stevie Wonder. Mm, I remember and, that day. Uh, yeah. I remember those days when he was doing that tour. So, uh, for the... He was doing songs in the kid's life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which actually was the next weekend. Uh, which I did end up going. Word, uh, word, word. Dope, dope, dope. Being girlfriend. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, so, when I... What I did was I had my niece um, stand at the door to greet her. Um, and... And she didn't know any of this. Like, I was planning. Like, I was in the city calling different people, asking where she was so I could know how to move. It was crazy. So when she walked in, um, you know, everybody starts singing. And she, you know, I was Tia Waterworks immediately. Uh-huh. And I ran down there. I had, was recording her on my phone. Mm. And when she saw me, she, like, screamed. And she almost, like, stiff-armed me twice. Like, no, you're, you're like, you're not here. She didn't say that, but she kind of screamed like, no, no. She hit here. you with the highest me, bro. She hit me with the highest me. And then, uh, <laughs> but it, it, was, it was a wonderful, like, I couldn't have asked for a better night, actually. Those. Um, you know, old friends and family members and, um, you know, just the fact that we pulled it off, you know? And um, it was great, man. It was a, it was a great, great night. Okay, who who is a person that you look up to who does dope shit? Do you have a mentor or anything like that? I don't have a mentor. I mean, you know, I, I got people that I, you know, maybe lean on for experiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I would say, I would say Bryce, really, my, my boy Bryce. Oh, yeah, I OG mean, Bryce. OG Bryce, man. I have him say to my phone like OG Bryce. OG Bryce. Yeah. I mean, like, Nate Booby hooked me up with him. And, you know, I've seen a transition from 
him working a job mm-hmm. to you know to being a chef doing catering to to doing what he's doing now with the Heart Association mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I wish I had a famous <laughs> example for you but nah, that's enough. just just his hustle through these years and just and then him being a little older and being able to kind of you know just impart wisdom as soft spoken as he is is um, it's been great to see you know what I mean okay so, yeah. OG Bryce shout out to OG Bryce. Mm. Shout out to Bryce, man. Yeah. So what projects are you working on right now? Man, I am um, writing. I got a feature that I um, am. I actually wrote two features. You have a working title or will you not want to say? Oh, yeah. It's called Homecoming. Okay. It's called Homecoming. It's not about college or school. Um, You know, it's it's something really relevant to the times. um, Dealing with uh, police and citizens and politics and um, you know, and I, I wrote another one like in the year. That one I just finished, and I've been working on it forever. Mm-hmm. Wrote another one in the year, just about you know that kind of deals with marriage and yeah, you know what you do and how how you deal with it when it's falling apart. And, you know, and, and, and you've been married? No, never been married. Close. Not even close, man. You I, you never proposed to a woman? Never proposed. I've I've envisioned it. Mm. I romanticized marriage a lot when I was younger. Really? You know what? A lot. I never considered getting down on a knee. Really? You never considered proposing or you never considered I would propose. Getting... Interesting. But not getting down on like a Like on knee. some fight the power shit? Not or... even on some fight the power shit. Just like, I never, I couldn't see myself getting down on one knee and doing these things. Is that too submissive for you? Is that... I'm not really sure what it is exactly, but I was like, I would propose, but I wouldn't get down on the knee, and it wouldn't be a diamond ring. It would be like onyx. Now that's it would be like an onyx ring. Or now something. that's honestly something I've been considering the last few years. I think diamonds are such a such a trick, man. It it, it actually is such a trick. Now there is a the stock market a lesson. On the on in business schools, like prominent business schools, mm-hmm. and it talks about the diamond industry and how the beers like oh. the 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 beers like re- they basically created, uh, yeah yeah the beers said like diamonds for forever and they had this ex- excellent like they created ad the campaign. campaign around it yeah but yeah. before them it was not it the diamonds it wasn't proposing on the knee it, but it was like a whole thing and they started giving diamonds to people in Hollywood like diamonds is a girl's best friend yeah, so I mean, a diamond is basically a physical representation of someone's love that's what it's love. supposed to be right like uh, Paul Mooney was like I don't care about no diamonds we used to kick them around all he said we was in Africa we used to kick them around like for real about no for real like cause it yeah, was this um, book and it was like talking about how they had so many diamonds, they uh, was throwing diamonds in the ocean. Yeah, that's wild. Because it was so much. That's wild, man. And we Throwing were, diamonds in the ocean, fam. We crave them. Like, I, like, and I was never, like, I've never had my ears pierced or anything like that. You never had your ears pierced? Uh, no. Nah, you from nah. Chicago? Just out Hammond, Indiana, right? Which is geographically and physically connected to Chicago and Gary. Because Allen has his ear pierced. It was the thing. Everybody around me did. Because I know, like, when Alan is trying to dress up, 
You can tell when it's he put, the, he, he, put the, he put the he put the earrings in. I'm like, yo, Alan about to hit these streets. He about to hit he, the streets. He put the, he put the earrings hey, in. <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah, I, I you know what? I think especially in high school. Mm. Uh, first of all, you know, I don't think I think my mom was like, no, you can't get your ear pierced till you're 18. Mm. But I, you know, so back then I used to think about it. People get the fake studs, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I never. Um, but you know that wore off quick. I, you know, everybody else. You kind of want to do what other people are doing to look cool, but I never did, man. So then the the object, the the, the I don't know the the idea of a diamond, man. It's just especially the last few years, right? There's this this uh, this thing going around, or it was during Christmas, where this this store was having like a um, a sale, mm-hmm. on a forty two dollar diamond ring. Apparently, it was oh, real, you know, I vaguely heard of this. There was this debate on, you know, whether you should or, or, or should accept it if you're a woman. But I was like, is this, is this, is this where we are, man? I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm a lover. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's like if I if I get down on one knee and I hand you a dollar. Shaped in a, you know what I mean? Fam, I'm never Tied getting, in the ring. fam, I'm never getting down on one. So day, you man. still, <laughs> I'm not doing. That's not so me. I thought, I thought you were just saying like, okay, I never considered it, but nah, I'm not doing it. You're not know? doing it. Nah, son. I mean, you know, I mean, as much shit as I talk, I'm traditional, so I will. We want to have a, like a adult conversation, like, yo, um, these are my principles of life. <laughs> Hilarious. I would like to join so with you. <laughs> And we're going to have a, like a real a conversation But I'm not getting down on the knees, fam That's not me Damn That's just not me That That is, you say it, but that's on some fight to power shit Like, it really is I guess So, now I'm getting kind of off But right now Background information <laughs> good, good, You were born in Hammond, Indiana I was born in Michigan City, Indiana What? Yeah but it's um, Michigan City. Michigan City. You just make yeah. that up right now. I absolutely do not. Look it up. Um, Michigan City. Yeah, Oprah used to have a place there. In Michigan, in Michigan City. City, Indiana. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's right it's right next to New Buffalo, Michigan. Stop the recording. Ah, uh, you can see Chicago from the beach there. You know <laughs> the beach. Yeah, Lake Michigan. Hold up, fam. Lake. Uh, lakes. You can have a beach on the lake. You're right. Chicago. You're right. You're right. Right. Try to play. Um, yeah, born in Michigan City, Indiana, St. Anthony's Hospital, and uh, but you know, grew up in Hammond, Hammond, Indiana. Went to Bethany, you know. Uh, went to Maywood, Lafayette, Spone, Hammond High. Shout out to Hammond High. Okay, you like speaking Greek, but keep going. For my people listening, they know. Yeah, they know. Um, but yeah, man. Then I played basketball at South Suburban College. Um, now, when you played basketball, did you have to slip on leather shoes or did you rock? What like, you mean? Right? What that mean? <laughs> yeah. You see my jab step, you see, like, I don't understand. <laughs> slip on leather shoes. You know, you had to slip on leather shoes, man. <laughs> what that mean? <laughs> like, I'm checking. Like, did you have basketball shoes? What, what shoes did you wear to, walk, to, to man, play ball? Man, you come straight out of comic book. I don't even know what that means, man. <laughs> no. Fam, today, today and, I shot. at Tennessee State, you used to have the slip-on <laughs> shoes, man. <laughs> slip-on. The, uh, Eric, they were like, Eric, Eric, the moles, I think they called them moles. Eric, Eric K. Parker, like, yo, Dave Ashley got them in every color, son. Did he say that? He did say that. How can it be something I'm just out remember, here 18 cause, cause, years Because like, remember, remember, that is y'all crazy. had a scene in Three Stories Deep. You and, and I had them all. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, the scene. Yeah, yeah. This was deep as a film that I did in, in college. It was. You my notice how I didn't expound on it? Yeah. Guess why? Guess why? Because I ain't seen it to this day. You seen some of it? I remember? Seen remember? It I came day. back from all that homecoming and I showed some of it. It was 2006. I get it, but it's just like 2009. It's 2006. I was here 2009. Oh, okay. Excuse me. And let me ask y'all this, listeners. If you've seen five minutes of a film that you were in, is it? Have you really seen the film? Yes. Is seeing part of it seen the film? And yes, because you was in it. You was in it. I was in it. I mean, you know. Hey man, it was a great experience. We first of all, let's just dispel this uh, this myth, disabuse this myth. Disabuse. I just I just learned it a couple days ago. I feel like it was dope. Um, now I didn't have slip-ons. Uh, we've played with and somewhat against each other. I just shot around today for the first time in a year and a half, and um, I'm feeling I'm feeling froggy. You know what I mean? Like I pulled over today in Marina Del Rey and. Uh, I asked this kid, let me see his ball. He was hooping on out of the court, man. And, um, Get buckets. I got a few buckets in. Get buckets, know? fam. Yeah. But uh, anyway, played the South Suburban. Um, uh, one of my teammates at South Suburban ended up playing uh, professionally in um, Brazil for so long oh, that Brazil. they made him a, um, a national. And in 2012... Black kid from Chicago, Larry Taylor, was on the uh, Brazilian Olympic team. Shout out to Brazil. Yeah, shout out to Brazil, shout out to Larry Taylor. And he played, like, literally played, like, against the United States in front of President Obama. It was crazy. Parabéns. <clears throat> yeah, man. And, um... I gotta speak to my Brazilian. You quick. gotta speak to you. <laughs> Parabéns. Hola. Yo. Yo, I need to get back out the country, man. Where do you think I should go? Brazil. That's the, that's the after Brazil. the hiatus, that's the first one? Go to Brazil, fam. Yeah, go to Brazil. Hands down. Go to Brazil. Parabéns. I've been, I've been meaning to ask Nate about that, man. Brazil. Brazil. Listen, I don't disagree. Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. I just was seeing if you thought I should take it easy first. Brazil, hey, fam. Rio, Sao Paulo. Rio and Sao Paulo. I think that's what Larry is, man. Um, Paulo, Salvador, Bahia. Uh. Get into it. Get into Get it. Get into it, fam. <laughs> Get into it. It's a must. But yeah, they're not. You know, Brazil to... was like, you know what I mean. One of the ships went left, and one Absolutely. of the ships went right. Absolutely. We speak yeah. English. So they speak there. Portuguese. Yeah. It's like the same shit. Well, so you, Michigan City. Michigan City. So where Hammond come in? You moved to Hammond after that. Oh yeah, my mom is just. From where Michigan were you born City? though? In Michigan City, Indiana. You were born in Michigan City, Indiana, Indiana yeah. and you grew up in Hammond. Grew up in Hammond, yeah. Okay. So, and my mom's from there, and all my family. and my Siblings. Grandma. Siblings. I have um, a brother who's no longer with us, who, uh, who, is who, uh, who I grew up with. Okay. And um, I had two sisters. One grew up in Minnesota. and uh, Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. What? But though, they were by my, by my dad, and one that I found out about when I was 15, who... Um, grew up in Indiana, Gary, and then Indianapolis. Mm. And um, shout out to Sabrina and Renisha. And um, yeah, man, grew up. Um, having a big bro was ten years older than me. You know, he put me on the hip hop. You know, mm. Paul Revere is the first song I learned all the words. And there's to. a little story I like to tell. Okay. Yeah, but it's um, <laughs> that beat. You know what I mean? It was, you know. That's Beastie Boys for the Beastie Boys for the uh, early hip hop uh, impaired. 
Um, yeah, man, that's about it, man. No, oh, it's not about it, but that's for the early days. So elementary school, what'd you do? Elementary school, I started at Wallace, the Wallace Elementary. We moved uh, quite a bit, I guess, in my younger years. And um, and one day after we had moved, I was in another school district and I had missed my bus in the third grade. Shouldn't have been out there by myself, but you know. Um, and there, I, I hated dogs. I had a, a strained relationship with dogs when I was younger. Yo, what happened with dogs, Sam? <laughs> I had a couple bad experiences. I had a bad experience. <laughs> you know, that's the universal situation. So anyway, I'm standing outside waiting for this dog to finish doing what he's doing. And, um, what was the this, dog doing? I, he was just there, fam. And I appreciate it. And it was like, looking back, it was the good last dog. <laughs> so a teacher saw me out there during school hours, mind you. It was like, what are you doing? Yeah. I said, yeah, I'm waiting for this dog to go by. Yeah. She was like, no, what are you doing outside? I was like, I'm waiting for this dog to go by. Anyway, she pulls me in, yada, yada, yada. I transferred to that school. After the principal made a trip to my house, but you know, I, I end up that's where I started playing basketball, you know, mm. in the fourth grade. And what, what shoes did you wear to play? Dog, I had some. Let me tell you a trick my dad pulled on me. My dad was a character, man. Um, I was going, I know where your question was going, but I'm redirecting it, fam. Um, I just want to know what shoes we went you to Foot Locker, fam. Okay, and he was like, Yo, what do you need? Pick it out, <clears throat> yeah. Picked out what I wanted. Some Nikes, of course, because I was Team Jordan. What Nikes, though? You had Jordans? Hell, I had one pair of Jordans in 98, but that's the only pair I had. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I'm on a mission to seek out every pair that he had put out while he was playing. I feel you. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just Because I got the ones, I got the sixes. Oh, I see the ones. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be a little project for me, but... I went out and picked out some Nikes, who knows, yeah. years ago. And he was like, yeah, um, something happened with his checkbook. Uh, that was like, he never, I don't think he ever planned to give me them Nikes. Uh, he got them for me like two years later. But, uh, but he was like, right now, let's go across the street to pay. Let's get you something since you need some right now. You had the Flikies. Dog, I had some Pro Wings. Pro Wings? Some Eagles, matter of fact. They were Pro Wings. You, you was hooping, though, fam. No, I was sliding all over. You hit with the head fake? No, I played that. I played the passing lane like Ariza. Like, it was crazy. Okay. I had to have the most deals in the city. Let me tell you, like, I think I, I played one on one against Dave <laughs> once at, 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 when we was in college. Funny. And this dude, like, had the ill head fake, and uh, he had that jumper on you, uh, though. Like, Fading back. Don't sleep <laughs> on Dave Ashley's jumper. Yo, he will hit that hilarious. jumper. Hold up. <laughs> he will hit that jumper. Let me tell y'all. It was so Because me, I'm more of a like a, a Gary Payton, Rip Hamilton type of player. One-on-one. Runner. I see it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah I do the runners. <laughs> I like, I'm like that. But Dave Ashley got that jumper like and they always say like the jumper is the last thing to go and and dave ashley got that jumper so if you ever play against dave ashley don't sleep don't sleep on the jumper because he gonna hit it you think he ain't gonna hit it he gonna hit it another dope thing i got to do while in high school was a and this is when i said we can't repay parents what high school did you go to Hammond High School, Hammond. Uh, Wildcats, go Wildcats. I'm actually planning our next reunion. 
Oh really? Yeah, You're planning yeah. it? Yeah, Do we I'm really planning. need reunions now that we have People Facebook? People say that, and actually, it's we ter- have Facebook. It terrifies. I heard you say that once Maybe. on the podcast, and it's it's kind of terrifying to think that I'm putting this effort into doing it, but but it is what it is. Like you know what I mean? We I think mostly because our um, our other reunion was botched, and I was just like, you know what? It would be nice. Like it was. It was uh So you wanna make sure slumped over right. from botch robberies, niggas crossed over. I'm sorry. I got Jay Z uh Bars. I got <laughs> I got uh I got music uh, Tourette's. Um so yeah, um anyway, high school, Hammer High, junior year, I get this letter, um, which is an, an offer to play on a team that's going to Amsterdam. And um Dope. so I get the letter and my mom and I we go to this hotel lobby to hear the spiel we geeked right right then but then here's the real end right yeah but then the uh the price is two thousand dollars you gotta sell drugs mama just got laid off oh i had just gotten fired from a job that i had when i was you know so i was like all right mom let's go she was like wait a minute i don't know if it was a parental ego or whatever mm-hmm. maybe she could see that i wanted to go i don't know but i think overall it was that she saw it was an opportunity to see more than Hammond, Indiana had to offer, right? Yeah. I mean, Hammond, Indiana is stuck between two formal murder capitals, right? So I have, at last count, 35, you know, 35 friends and people that I knew growing up who had been murdered. Damn. Right? So we, in between, like, that's it's some, some real shit can go. Like, and, yeah, but, you know, that's probably a low number for somebody in Chicago that's, and Gary. It's still sad. It's yeah. sad. One is sad. It, it, it is. You know what I'm saying? So I think my mom wanted me to, you know, see more. She had foresight. Know. She had foresight. Yeah. I honestly believe that. She was yeah. like, do you want to go? Yeah. I said, yes, but do you see the price? She said, but do you want to go? I said, yes. She said, and verbatim, she said, well, in the name of Jesus, you're gone. In the name of right? Jesus. <laughs> so fast forward. Yay, man. Fast forward. She did what she had to do. She wrote letters to politicians, businesses, yada, yada. I had the money and $500 left over, you know? So I went to Amsterdam in the summer of 1997. Holla. Yeah, and um, it was a wonderful experience. And, uh, you know, I got to play with people from all over the country. And was, was you was you dunking back then? Did you dunk on uh, anyone? No, nah, I wasn't dunking on people. In Amsterdam, you didn't dunk on anyone? I did not. I okay. mean, actually, one of my big regrets, it's gonna sound weird, but you hit. I never dunked on anybody. Okay, but you hit like shots at people's faces and stuff like that. I did, but that- but The jumper is kind of crucial. The jumper, oddly enough, in Amsterdam wasn't falling. That's something I specifically remember. Really? Yeah. I had gotten poked in the eye, like th- to the point where there were blood. You should have had a Kareem. my ankle or something. Crazy. You should have had a Kareem uh, goggles or the James Worthy goggles. goggles. The, I mean, it James Worthy goggles, bro. My jumper just wasn't falling that. But okay. I remember going to basketball camp after that in Georgetown, Kentucky. Like a week after that. Georgetown, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That's a place. Yeah, it's like a it's, a, it's like a college there too. It's crazy. Oh wow! And um, like a week after I got back, and um, it was falling in. But it wasn't falling in Amsterdam. But you know, I got to hoop overseas with some um, with some folks. So it was a great, great experience, man. Um, so you got to hoop overseas. Yeah, then, man. Then how did you end up at Tennessee State? So, you know, I, where I played basketball, the South Suburban College in, uh, in South Holland, Illinois. 
just outside, like a stone throw from Chicago. Um, so when I was leaving, I was still commuting to school from home. And I knew, um, I knew I wanted to go to a black school, man. You know, so a black school, or I had another sister going to um, Old Dominion. In, uh, in Virginia. Yeah, uh. and I was this close from going, I got in there. Um, but TSU, I was uh, Jackson State, Southern, the TSU were the three places that I had. Um, okay. I kind of wanted to go to Howard too, but I didn't apply. I don't know why. But so anyway, just to finish that part of the story, yeah. I just got in a car. Yeah. TSU was six hours away, six and a half hours away from me. Ain't shit. Right. Versus the 14 to Virginia, the 12 to Southern, or the 14 to, you know, uh, Jackson State. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? And D. Lee, I had known D. Lee. D. Lee. From, uh, shout out to D. Lee. Um, and the school in South Suburban. So I knew him and uh, another person, Paige. And I was just like, all right, let me go to TSU. Let me go to Nashville. Mm. And sight unseen, I had never even been there. Like the first time I showed up at TSU was when I came to register for school. Wow. And uh, let me tell you how crazy it was. I mean, like you don't know, but we walking up the stairs and this is a young lady in front of me with, you know, whatever. Fine. Fine and you know, I, but just, I look away, right? Especially if there's another woman in, in my what presence. A what a gentleman. Yeah, you know, it's bitten me in the ass, but overall, I guess it's good. Um, <clears throat> but I was looking away, and my mom looked at me. I mean, save, sanctify, fill the Holy Ghost, right? Looked at me and said, wow, can you handle it here? I was like, <laughs> I was like I'm in trouble. I used to go to um, this um, Circle City Classic in Indianapolis. Saying, yeah, I went to and that. And I knew, first of all, after a different world, that's why I wanted mm. to go to HBCU. Yeah. And uh, but after going to the the classics, when I learned what they were, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, this is I have to go to an HBCU now. Like it was just it, it wasn't even a question. So uh, I chose TSU. I really, I wish I could do it over. I know I think everybody does, but I got to TSU and I got like I became. I was already a hermit, but I, I got like real religious when I got there. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really go like, I'm embarrassed to say what my first homecoming experience was, like game was. Like I was down there for years. So, um, but I'm so glad I, I'm so glad I went to TSU, bro. I'm so Man, I was trying not to sing, bro. I was trying not to sing. But it was amazing, man, just to go down there and just, cause the blackest thing that, you know, Hammond is, Especially where I was from East Hammond, it was pretty black, right? And but I, all my schools were pretty mixed, right? So every time we would play East Chicago or Gary, um, nothing but black people. See a black folks. So that was the closest thing that I had gotten to yeah. events just really being all black. And then uh, and then the Circle City Classic kind of like expanded um, that viewpoint. And then going to TSU, it's like yo, this is wild. This is wild. TSU, brother. This is wild. It's a whole nother thing. Oof. HBCUs. Oof. So tell me, can you define your profession or your passion? Can you give me a definition? My profession or my passion? My passion is storytelling, right? Either as an actor, a okay. writer, or a director. And uh, I have, <clears throat> you know, through that, my brother took me to a comedy club on my 18th birthday. Right, and that's the day that we're on stage was Dion Cole, 
that night. Um, Deion Cole, Corey Holcomb, D-Ray. Remember D-Ray used to be on TSU campus all the time? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He used to have them shows there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He used to pass them yeah. yeah. And um, that night, I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. So, you know, I was going to. I was going to be a comedian. Like that, It blew my mind. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. And then um, a week before I was going to get on stage, um, the place burned up. What? Yeah, it burned up. What TNT, was that? TNT Comedy Hookup. Damn. In Lansing, Illinois. Damn. <laughs> so, so what happened was I, I really wasn't that sad. I was a domesticated cat. So I wasn't savvy enough to get to Chicago and find other 18 and under venue because most of them were 21 and over. Um so anyway, I kind of, that's when I did the whole college thing, played basketball. But this past November, which was the uh, 20th year anniversary of that, I uh, got on stage for the first time at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. And I did three minutes. Really? Yeah. You want to do those three minutes right now? Uh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> but, you know, um, check it on you, just on my page or whatever. But, uh, well, since then, I've realized that um, I like telling stories, you know, whether it's writing, uh, you know, posts, long ass Facebook posts, um, or or through the visual medium. You know what I mean. So, uh-huh. um, I heard um, was it Spike Lee? Somebody said, you know, what do you want on your <laughs> your tombstone or something like that? It was just like my name, a storyteller. Right? Oh. But, yeah. and I was just like, man, I'm a storyteller, and I and I love it. So, you know. okay. Was there a tipping point or deciding factor that made you realize that you want to be a storyteller? Um, <clears throat> you know, after I declared that I was going to be an actor after the comedian thing kind of, not phased out, but it just morphed into something else, evolved, I'll say. Comedian shit is hard. It's, mm-hmm. hard. it's very difficult to be like, yo, I'm funny. Right. Well, well, the audacity of it is exactly that. It's saying I'm yes. funny, or I think yeah. I can be funny. I think I'm making people laugh. Yes. But I think what you have for you is that people are there to see you. But what you have against you is almost the same thing, right? Because although they're there to see you, some people are just like, "Okay, I'm here. Make me laugh." I don't know what it is about <laughs> comedy shows, but I'm not like a fan of comedy <laughs> shows. I don't no. know what it is. Huh? But. Like, if I feel like I go to a comedy show, like the comedians that I know, I'll be like, yo, I'm going to go to your comedy show, and I'm going to sit in the front row. And I'm going to heckle. And I was going to heckle, and I was like, I'm going to say, say something funny. Funny. Say something funny. Well, but but, but the, good, the good comedians, you know, who've done it for years, and who have a history of snapping, joning, or whatever you call it in your area of the country. And you can't never beat the comedian. Because he got the mic. Right, he got the mic. Well, not to say that you, you can if you get an a unpolished comedian up there. Yeah, and, not even still. No, I mean, I heard a story. If they right have the now. mic, you can't beat them. They have a mic, but if... But if you're in my living room, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, but if you're not funny, right? If, you, if you've been on stage for three minutes and nothing's been clicking, then somebody says something... Oh, the audience is waiting for that release because they really want you to fail. They like, like they're there to do see they? You. They kind of really no, want. I feel you. like no, audiences want to have a good time and they want to laugh. Time, but once you start taking them down the path, especially if somebody before you was funny, 
and you come on stage and it's been three minutes, you haven't moved them yet. Mm. Oh, now they want you to fail. I don't and think like, initially they do. Yeah, if you're on stage for three That's minutes you're and then all the jokes up to that point is as is this response? Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> sympathy uh-huh. laugh. Right? Uh-huh. But even even oh, he made a joke. I'll, I'll 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 chuckle. Right, right. But but even you know a minute and a half, it's it's a wrap for you. If somebody yeah. you got somebody in the audience that's nice. Also oh, rap. Yeah. Some dude I just heard he was like, man, this Puerto Rican grandmother in the crowd got me. What? <laughs> he was in New York. He was like this old Puerto Rican. Oh, okay, like, I'm like, yo, I'm thinking in L.A. I'm like, yo, oh, right, 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 Puerto right. Rican's doing in L.A. Exactly. Haven't I? I worked with one, but other than that, I haven't seen a whole lot. Not in L.A. No. But um, yeah, man. So anyway, um, I just I figured out that I had these stories and. Yeah, everybody has an idea, right? Even before they get to Hollywood, they try to pitch you. Now, yo, I got this idea where this this alien come down and then, like, he becomes the president. And then it's crazy because he the president and he everybody else in Congress, too. So it's like, how do you fight it? I'm like, oh, that's what's up, man. You know, you gotta, mm. everybody got a story, you know. Mm. But uh, anyway, I wrote and directed my first short film in 2010, right? Jones and, Boys, was it? Uh, Smith Boys. Smith Boys, sorry. And you were close. And then uh, I was like, you know what? I mean, as I was on stage, I was like, this is, I like this feeling. Like, to to kind of have people acting out your words and and to kind of move people, I got a decent response. Man. It wasn't the quality that I had wanted to, but when you first start, it's going to suck. You know what I mean? So um, mm-hmm. that was like a tipping point to where I was like, oh, I could do this. I could find myself doing this many more times. But, right, my second one, which was, you know, uh, pull. It's like then I got into the to the uh, the first one was a skeleton crew. The second one I raised money for Indiegogo, and, and I hired nine people, which was a great feeling, right? Because um, you know somebody fed their kid with that money. Somebody did some. Somebody paid a bill with that money. For real. You know what I mean? So yeah. that that part made me see how serious it was, right? Mm-hmm. The first part was gratifying, the second part was gratifying, and it was educational to be like, oh, okay, this is real. It's an art, and it's a dedication that has to go to it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I look forward to seeing what that first feature is gonna be like. Mm-hmm. And um, Homecoming. Homecoming, mm-hmm. you know? But, you know, sometimes, a little bit scared me too, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I just didn't jump. Uh, um, but yeah, homecoming or, you know, sometimes you, you kind of like there was a situation where somebody I know was doing something for, you know, TV one. And he was like, oh, you know, they're looking for people. You should you should do this. You should write something. And I wrote something. And, um, maybe I took too long. Right. So mm-hmm. but I was going to go to them like, yo, you know, I want to write about I want to direct it as well. You mm-hmm. know, I have a calling card. Here it is. Write a director. So, write a director. So it could be that. But, I, you know. I don't think I'm going to direct anything that I'm not acting in, you know? And that doesn't mean I have to be the star, right? Clearly, because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be anybody's leading man. But, um, you know, John Favreau, you know, Spike Lee, people who, Woody Allen, people who write their own material and they direct it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, Woody Allen's crazy prolific. He does it every year. And I don't know how. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but anyway, something like that, man. I you know, also I was in, you know, I, I do deliveries and I'm driving all over LA every day and I'm riding, I'm like, man, I'm riding through Beverly Hills and I'm like, man, what would, 
what would give me one of these houses? Like what what that I you know from what I want to do, what would give me that? Yeah. Not that I want. Not that the house is the. No, I understand. You know what I mean. But what would get you that? But what would give me that? What would put me in a round where I could have that as an option? I was like, oh, create. You know, a voice or whatever. It was like, well, how'd you create? I was like, that's a great idea, right? So since then, I've, you know, had some black, you know, some, some idea. Like, it's a great time for black people in Hollywood, right? Hell yeah. I mean, great as in better than... No, ever. hell yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with, you know, Insecure Atlanta, you name it, Power, whatever. And I feel like um, I got some great ideas there, too, you know, working on some pilots. So it's um, this year is going to be a... It grind, man, and ever since the word, and uh, I look forward to seeing if I can finish, you know, what I started, which is, you know, kind of um, that's the main, you know, trying to finish what you started is the main, you know, it's the main obstacle, in, in, anywhere, especially out here. And doing what you do, like, what are some of your pet peeves? I'm gonna say this again, like, the word overrated is arrogant to me. We had this conversation we before. We did. That's why I was like, I didn't want to say it. The word overrated is arrogant. Because if I put something, I don't know, if I put my all into something, and it's just like, and all you can say is this, like three stacks. He was like, all you can say is this, boring? Really? It's like, it's like, fam, like, do you know how much was put? How much work and sweat and tears? How many nights? You know, I flipped over tables trying to get something right that somebody else thinks is subpar. Um, and not to say that people aren't, you know, entitled to their opinion, but I just think overrated means that you don't think other people should like it as much as they do. That's a pet peeve of mine. Um, what is one of the most memorable experiences that help mold your passion in your profession, do you think? But it's something about when I go to a movie... When I go to a movie, man, it's, I don't know. I got this thing where I've been doing the last five years where I like to sit in the middle of the screen, mm -hmm. of the seats. That's a good place to be. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's just right before this movie starts, whether I know anything about it or not, it's just like, um, it's inspiring, man, just to kind of, you know. So the goal is to kind of try and make people feel how other movies have made me feel. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like when I think of, my favorite films, you know, Set It Off, Best Man, Love Jones. Set It Off, I said, yes. You know what I mean? And um, Boomerang, Godfather, One and Two. Carl hold up, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let's stop at um, Boomerang real quick. Okay. Oh, you're not a Boomerang hater, fam. No, I'm not at all. I revisited Boomerang recently. Okay. I'm like, yo, this movie's brilliant. Oh. And I say this because in the, when it came out, I was so young, all I was like, John Witherspoon, bang, 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 mm -hmm. bang, 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 bang. But then Halle Berry's performance in Boomerang. Because mm. I have this discussion a lot is I feel like that we should have some type of retroactive award for Stop. great black performances. Come on. Eddie Kane Jr. in in the Five Heartbeats, Doughboy in Boys, uh, Boys in the Hood, one hundred. And then you talking like these are some like great performance. Holly Berry 100%. and Boomerang, and they don't really get the the respect 
what set it off, Queen Latifah. Come like on. these are some great performances. We, there's some great performances that weren't given the proper spotlight what just because it was quote unquote a black 100%. movie. Yeah. And Boomerang was this movie that I, I later in life though I'm like older now mm-hmm. I'm in my 30s and looking at the the relationships that I've been in and out of and stuff mm-hmm. and I was like yo this movie right here is really brilliant come on man like and the Halle Berry scene when the love should have brought your ass home last night and she was like, I'm not this Robin Gibbons character. Yeah. Like, it's a lot yeah. of moments in this movie that I, I was have like... hair draping all down my back. Yeah, yeah. Yo, do you have a artist philosophy mission statement? It's from Abraham Maslow. He says, in any given moment, we have two options. To step forward into growth or to step back into safety. Okay. So, you know, anytime something scares me, I have to examine it in life. Period. You know, oh. it's, it's speaking of phases. There was a phase where I was just this, you know, soft-spoken. Oh no, it's cool. Everything was cool, right? Cool. It, yeah. And then you get to another point where it's just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like I'm good. Like I don't need to do that. I've done it before yeah, for whatever reason. I'm cool on that. I'm cool on that. And, yeah. Um, it's been interesting to see people's response to that. To that mm. one. Just because I was such a pleaser um, before, and it's something you have to share. But I think um, that quote really kind of helps you put things into perspective. Every single moment, you have that opportunity to stay where you were or to grow. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, what are your, some of your sources of motivation and inspiration? You know, you're chasing the greats. Not that you ever want to do what they did, but. You know, you just want to put your stamp on it. At least for me, I do. You know, so to at least to at least put a feature film out there and be like, "Hey, I affected the culture in this way." Whether yeah. people received it or not, mm-hmm. it's like I did this right, and it all and it all and it all came from an um, an action, right? A thought to say, "Hey." do this right I had a dream and I acted on it and it led to this mm-hmm. and that's really all we can kind of ask for so just the opportunity to to do that um, I mean kind of done and to do more of it like I set out to say I want to move to LA and be an actor mm. I've been on television as an actor I've been on commercial yeah I got my first TV role you know it's a few years ago but still you know um Oh, funny story. So my first TV role was on a show called Franklin and Bash, right? It was a cop, uh, it was a lawyer, buddy lawyer show with, um, which, which starred um, um, Mark Paul Gossler, who is Zach from Saved by the Bell. So my scene, I played a bailiff, a cop out of all things. And I had to come into this, um, this jail cell to explain to him and the other lawyer, Brecklin, I forgot his name, Brecklin Meyer. Um, and I had to explain to them I had to let this guy out, let him out of his handcuffs and tell them why he was free to go. Mm-hmm. Well, his name was um, Zach Harvin, right? So my line, my first line, I'm supposed to look down at the paper and be like, yo, Zach Harvin? So right, I'm stupid nervous coming into it, right? Mm. I look up and I say, uh, Zach Morris? No, you didn't. Oh. No, you didn't. Face palm. 
Did you? Zach Morris. Man, when I tell you, the crew, cast, everybody, dying laughing, <laughs> pan to Mark Paul Gosler, I'm talking about straight-faced. Didn't think that shit was funny at all. So I'm just like, yo, I'm about to get fired on my first thing. You said Zach Morris. I said Zach Morris. That shit is funny, man. And I'm like, come on, fam. That's why you got this show. Like, that's why people know you. I, I didn't, didn't even watch Saved by the Bell. I didn't know he was still acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man, sure was. But for every moment like that, you got one with... I totally fanned out when I met Denzel. Okay. And he had every reason to tell me to get the F out of his face, but he didn't. So this segment here, mm. name that tune. Oh, man. I'm going to play you three tracks. Oh, it's three. So you got to... You gotta say. Like you cheating in the new year. Nah. So you gotta say, like, the artist and the song. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh, okay. Let's get that tune. Let's get it. That's that's what it is. Let's get it. So let's get it in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Out of the door for Parker. Oh, shit. Okay. That's good. Whoa. Yeah, that was quick. Yeah. It's become, it's become, it's not like I knew about it when it came out, but over the last two, three years, especially since I was going to his concerts, I've learned, yeah. Okay. You've been to a Prince concert? Oh, man. 2012, I went five times at the forum, and then in 2015, he, I saw him at the Palladium. It would have been a great to lead as that as the backdrop over my story, but uh, I let it slide. Okay. But um, I saw him perform from ten o'clock until two o'clock in the morning. Wow. From ten p.m. to two a.m. in the morning, and it's like I'm sitting here, and uh, I'm sitting here, and I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing room only. Dougie Fresh on my right side, Van Jones on my left, and we all just like, what is going on? Dougie Fresh. 62 songs, man. 62 mm. songs. Mm. Most amazing night of music ever. Wow. That's, that sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty dope. On accident. Shout out to Cherie. That was, okay. that was how I got in. All right, man. You, you, you killed that first session. Uh, Let's go for song number two. It. You ready? Oh, oh, oh. I'm undefeated right now. Let's go. Oh, this is algebra. Oh, shit. Uh, That's correct. This is algebra. I heard that home. Wow. What's crazy about this? That is correct. So you oh. 50% correct already. Oh. Ah, I just can't get this off. I know it. Yeah. You heard this before, for oh, sure. Okay. okay. I give it to you because you said algebra. You said oh, yeah. it's algebra. So before, let me tell you what's funny about just the last minute. Okay. So if you heard a buzzing on the table, it was from a call from Big Dave. Okay. That's why I just took my phone off the table. Okay. So Big Dave had a friend named Brian. And Brian used to, I think he used to talk to her or he knew algebra. 
Really? So one day, my first time at the Waffle House, right there on Whitebridge Road and whatever that is, we're there and Brian hums, he hums a song. I said, fam, what is that song? He just hummed it. He was like, oh, this is uh, algebra at this time in this place. I was like, I need that song. He was like, all right, fam, slow down. About three weeks later, I got it in the mail. So, and this was 2003, 2002, 2003. Wow. Where I'm, I got algebra's, you know, demo. I don't know what you want to call it. about eight songs on it. And uh, God, just a great voice, man. Great voice. That is it. Shout out to algebra. As a matter of fact, one time I was watching Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins, and that song was just in the background in one of the scenes. And I'm in the movies like, yo, that's algebra. But since I go to movies by myself, nobody was like, fam, get your weird hands off of me. <laughs> it's like my fault. I overstepped. I overstepped. All right. I got one more song. You like did the best with the name uh, tunes that I've ever had. Let's get it. So let's see. I'm nervous now. If you can get that, hey, I, I think you, if you got them two joints, I'm like, yo, you gonna get this one. He gonna go deep in the crates. Why? Not for real. Not for real. <laughs> Right back at you, Mob What do you listen to these days? What are you listening to right now? Man. What's in your rotation? SZA. I still like SZA. SZA go hard. I like SZA. Um, Have you heard of Sasha go hard? It's a rapper named Sasha Gohar. That's her like name, that's, that's her, her name. name. Sasha yeah. Gohar? No. Yeah, but go ahead. No, that um Rhapsody album is crazy. Yeah, Rhapsody. I caught on kind of late. Rhapsody, Rhapsody is, is dope. dope. Yeah, she's dope. Um, other than that, man, I mean, like I just listened to um the other day. I listened to the whole Mace album, the first one. Really? After I heard the uh, the freestyle? No, the rap uh rap radar podcast. Was it rap radar? It was with Ellie Wilson. Yeah, yeah, the Rap Radar podcast, and um, I, you know, I thought I was Mason in high school, man. So okay, I was just like, yo, let's let's get it. It was a lot of joints on there I forgot about. That's why you in, in the beginning you said Beth the Beth the Yeah, man. Okay, what's the last movie you saw in the theater? Last movie I saw in the theater was I Tanya. Second best movie I saw last year. Yo. I tell you, it was amazing. Okay. First was Get Out, by the way. But I went on a spill. I went on a, not a spill, but a movie tear last week where I saw like. Do you have Movie Pass? I don't. I need to get it. Mm. I keep forgetting. I just learned about it. 
Uh, well, I just learned that it was real. Like, I thought it was just some shit they were about to do. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, and I live right by the arc light, so, uh, you know, I'm going to have to change up because I don't think our arc light's not going to, they're not going to accept that movie pass. Really? So, arc light, this shit is like, they be having smoothies and, and slow drip coffee and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they got a bar up there, you know, mm. for the bougie movie door. But, uh, um, yeah, man, I saw that. Yeah, I saw like seven movies last week, so. But um, yeah, I tell you, I thought it was fantastic. TV shows. What uh, TV show has your attention right now? Um, I just started. Uh, off so late. I just started. Um, um, Stranger Things. Okay. And I don't even like that kind of stuff. That's just mad good. But it's just good. The kids are good. To me, Stranger Things is like if Goonies had. 2017 technology. Absolutely. That's well, how I like, feel. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, Stand By Me is one of my favorite movies. So that's kind of what I think about when I, and it's based in Indiana. Yeah, you're right. Um, and, um, I'm rewatching The Office. So shit is, it's, it's hilarious the second time around. I couldn't get into it. Bro. You couldn't get into The Office? Nah. At all? Oh. I tried a little bit too dry for me. The comedy is a little bit too dry for me. It got to be Norbit for you. God damn! It's not just funny. <laughs> God damn! I just, this is um, hey, fuck. interesting. But yeah, um, what's a comedy that you a television show that you that you like? You know what? A single camera. As oh, it's the laugh track. You need a laugh track. No, I don't. I'm more of a dramatic type of person. I know I'm like kind of like when I'm out and I'm but social. But I mean, I'm saying if there's a comedy. No, but what I'm explaining is that I'm like, I like <laughs> I like a different type of comedy. Like I like Portlandia. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I like Portlandia, like I be like rewinding parts. Like yeah. I, that shit is funny. No, it's made me like. But the office and I'll be like. I love uh, Fred Armisen, yeah. Smith. I'm laughing. That's new. Really? Yes. That's new. I haven't checked it out. Smilf is funny really? as fuck to me. Okay. So it was like, I have a different type of humor. Like, yeah. I'm like more of like, kind of like dark type of dramatic <laughs> type of thing. I don't really watch a lot of comedies, to be honest. And then people are like, yo, Emil, like, I got this a lot of people like, yo, Emil, you like kind of funny, but you don't. Know, right. <clears throat> huh? No, but this is what people say to me. And you they're like, throw that in there? They're like, they're like, you kind of funny, but. All your work is like kind of dramatic. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't understand. Like I'm like, no, nah, like I'm really a fan of like dramatic yeah, things. I get that too. I get that too. So but, that's uh, a, that's that's how I feel. I think. Um, what the office is like? I, I I tried. I I got I some. You really tried. I got some gifts. Uh, what's the dude? Stanley. Stanley. That dude looks funny. Oh yeah. And I sent him like as gifts <laughs> to people. <Okay. laughs> But like I haven't watched like a full season of The Office. No, I think that's the problem. But yeah, I, you know, um, you're cheating yourself. Um, Kirby enthusiasm. Oh God, I'm a, I'm a. You know what? I watched the first couple of episodes of this season, and I, I'm in tears, bro. Really? I love it. I love it. The, this season too. This, this season, season, I think this season was like maybe yeah, one of the best you seasons. You better not say that. Kirby enthusiasm that's is great, goes, man. I, I think, uh, you know, that's me. Thing where he's he's trying to uh, make it back home to break up with Vivica before her doctor tells her that she has cancer. 
Because morally, you can't do that after I, she... I forgot that Vivica Fox was oh, on the, the show. The Blacks? The That's Black when J.B. Smooth entered the... Yeah, you right. Yo, it's, uh, that was one of the... No, but that... One of the best shows ever, man. Um, that makes me, like, really laugh. Mm-hmm. For you, uh, Breaking Bad or The Wire? Breaking Bad. You said, like, if you, podcasters, you can't see his face. But he looked at my... He, his face was like, what do you mean? There's a choice? You know, to me... Really? You know what? Where, where the Breaking Bad got me over The Wire? Where? Season 2 of The Wire. When they was at the docks. Actually, when Season you, 2 of The Wire blew me. I, I was like, yo... The I whole better than that, fam. I think you're better than that. Because if you watch it again... Now, you fam, understand the significance of that season. I, I understand the it's significance. It's how the drugs was like... I get it. I get that part. And it wasn't a bad season. I get that part. But to me... They imported the coke... I get it. Yeah. I get the significance, and it's trying to make the world bigger. Like I, I read know. the articles and the think cause pieces because they, they brought in some people who didn't need to be into. I'm that not world. even that. Not even that. Like I, I understand what they was trying to do was and what they did. It was the actor to play Ziggy, wasn't it? But to me, <laughs> I was like, yo, that was blew the wire for me. That was porn stash. You know that was porn stash. What you mean? Wasn't son? that porn stash? I don't understand. What the you the mean. older cousin. Do you watch Orange is the New Black? Nah. Damn, never mind. Because I try to watch that show too. You know what blew me with Orange is the New Black? What's that? It's when Crazy Eyes took a shit on the first season. I, and then I stopped watching. I don't get She took a shit in the middle of the room. And I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> it was it was a little bit much for me. But I understand the audience. I was like, yo, this is you dope. proper? Like, nah, no, I'm just saying like, nah, not even that. It's just like. But you know what? Nah, I mean, that's because Understand where where I, I respect back to the Wire season two. Hold up, what Orange is the New Black? Real quick. Oh my god! I understand where it was doing. Record skipping. You know what I'm saying? It was like that's a show for women. I felt I felt like it wasn't for me, but I respect See, what, what it was that's doing. What I don't, that's why I have to challenge. Challenge. Because I like stories, right? So I, I like stories too. For anybody, it's just a story. Okay. But people taking shit in the middle of the room. I was like, I, I, I get that. That's your breaking point. That's where you, you can't. Not even breaking point, but I was just like, this, this is not something that I will watch on a regular basis. But I understood, like, the phenomenon of what it is. Like, I'm like, yo, this is dope. So many women are working. Yeah. And there's a lot of I women watched it actors. Two seasons. I was like, yo, this is dope for what, it is, for what it is. But for me uh, to watch it, it. For what it is, diminishes it. I don't particularly want to watch it. But that doesn't mean that it's not a great show. Yeah. It's yeah. just my particular now, now taste. Now The Wire. Now The Wire. Let's go season to The Wire. Two. That shit was whack. So season two of The Wire was whack. W-A-C-K. Not aspects of it. The, the season... Shit was whack, fam. I don't even know. And you know what? I, and I really don't think... And I watched it grown. Family. I didn't watch it like... Have you watched like, it again grown? I watched it grown. Again, I, No, listen. I watched Have you watched the entire one, Wire over again? Grown. Over like, again. Shit. Four years ago, I watched it. For the first time or over again? I'm asking. For the first time, straight through. I watched it straight through. I like <clears> I the to get the in a week. <gasps> in a week. Like, I watched the whole thing. That's intense. And I was That's like, <clears throat> season two, I wasn't with it. And it like kind of stuck with me. Breaking Bad, I got into it like third season two, and then I watched it. And I was like, because the thing about Breaking Bad to me was that when someone was about to get killed, I felt it. Like the sound design, 
the camera angles, like, mm-hmm. it was like the world is about to end right now. Yeah. So I felt like the execution of Breaking Bad was on another level than The Wire. The Wire was like more I matter just, of fact. I feel betrayed some way. I don't know. I'm going to have to deal with it. I think The Wire <laughs> was excellent, but this is how I feel. Because the season, if, if it wasn't for season two, I think I would like The Wire better. That There's no way. That, that, I That's how know. I feel. I mean, there's no way that just season two helped catapult. Season two was like a good, especially the episodes with execution. It was like ten episodes that I was like looking at it like, uh, 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 what's the name? Dante from um, Sopranos. Would he be always giving the the <laughs> the stink face? The stink face. Yeah. Like I was watching it like. Mm. I don't know. We're gonna have to revisit this. In it was hard for me to watch season three two at a while. When you watched, it was hard for me in to watch. Three years two. when you watched the entire the series over with. It was hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have a? Um, go ahead. I'm gonna go to the next question. Go ahead. Please, but um, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I fuck with it. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah. I watched all that. Oh yeah. Sure. Can you share a really memorable article, book, or YouTube clip that you discovered recently you want, want other people to see? First of all, if you're not watching Will Smith's newly formed Instagram page, you're missing out. Dude is silly. I'm, and, I'm following it. And he has a new vlog to the, to the listeners. And uh, dude is famous silly. But, you know, he had this thing, but hey, we've all heard it, you know, where he talks about falling forward and, and he says something that is, and it just preaches the importance of failure mm. and so many times you know especially we kind of look like ah that failed oh, or, or or that person failed in marriage why would we listen to him that person failed in business why would we listen to him mm-hmm. those are exactly the people you want to listen to because they have the experience that actually doing a thing has taught them to where they know what not to do next time so Will he had this whole spill about um and it was a quick video you know maybe lasted a minute where he was just talking about failing uh, i want to misquote him failing forward or, um but yeah it was just about failing and the experience that um doing a thing or failing quickly mm. right the experience that uh failing brings you and it's so important it's so key because failure is often the thing that we kind of reach and then quit but it's that's the it's really the beginning you know whether you start a business I just started a you know little online situation, online apparel uh, situation, and it's just marketing to getting it in front of people is hard. Tell us about what's it called? It's called Broader97.com. That's the website on Instagram and um, Facebook. It's Broader Tees, um, as in you know the word broader than tees. Marketing is so fucking important, bro. It's so important. Yeah. You know, and it's it's so it it's. I feel like it's so important that important is a understatement to what it is because it's if nobody knows it exists then how can it get it could be a dope product it could be a dope product right and I've shown people individually and they've been like yo what what, where does that how did you where does that come from like oh it's my I'm talking about close people right and it's just it's such a uh, it's such an important um, part of anything so you just have to fail you have to spend money on a Facebook ad or Instagram ad and then have nobody see it and get zero clicks. You have to feel how that feels. You have to, you know, if you're a comedian, you have to stand on stage and have zero laughs. If you're a writer, 
You have to write that thing and have somebody mark it all up with red and tell you exactly what's wrong with it. Mm. And, um, you know, if you have a short film, you have to screen it in New York, right? And have people laughing. You know what I mean? And then, and then have them quite, you have to go through that experience. I screen my movies in New York. You know what I mean? That's what I. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you need that, man. Failure is, is, is important. And um, it's the most important. So. Um, yeah, man. What's a little known fact about you that people would be surprised to know? Um, I rap every day. Let's go. Every day. 16, right six. now. Let's I go. Can't get you 16. Let's go. <clears throat> nah, man. You know, Let's go. Be, Let's go. Either you go or I go, son. Hey, how about this? I'm 30%, I'm 25% from the field of freestyle. I ain't said this shit was good. You said 25%. Look, look, look. When I got yeah, one, terrible. I got one. That's terrible, hey, man. But I'm, listen, I ain't doing it for money. I'm doing it for because I love it. And like I said, since I heard Paul Revere, it was like, what what, what the F is this? Mm, hip-hop. And, uh, it's hip-hop, man. Mm. And and I, I may not even be considered a hip-hop head, you know, but I can, when I hear it, I know it. And I'm, I'm close to it. I've heard Peter Piper literally 10,000 times, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I said, my brother was 10 years older than me, so when anything that was coming out, <laughs> I heard it. I heard all of it, so. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I do it every day. Doing what I'm mad, doing what I'm, you know, if I've had drinks, if I've had two drinks, there is an 84% chance that it's gonna happen. Within, within, within 24 That's a lot of, that's, 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 that's a pretty Oh yeah, because it's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, but I only had one drink tonight, so. There it is. So, um, what is some advice you would like to give to others, or advice that you wish you were given mm. before you started down your career path? I'm gonna do both. Advice I can give to others is be self-aware, understand where you are in the atmosphere of what you're trying to do. Because that's the quickest way you're going to get feedback to find out that you suck and what you need to work on. Anything. If it's a relationship. Anything from a relationship to, you know, whatever you do. Um, whatever your job is. Cooking. Like, anything. You know what I mean? And then the stuff that I wish I would have been told is just to execute. Execute. Just execute. At all costs, just execute. As as uh, as Emil would say, get buckets. Just execute, <laughs> man. Because I promise you, it, like it's just going to lead to a better you. That's all, and that's all we're trying to do. Like even if you don't have this grandiose dream of being a Fortune 500 company CEO or mm. or uh, or running a hundred million dollar business, just just execute, man. I mean, execute meaning in a sense that that fear is not real. Like, you know, it's, it's, you think it's real, but it's just like, you know, you don't, you make up most of the stuff that you're really scared of. That's true. And most of it never, ever comes true. Never. <laughs> so it's like, uh, once you can get past that, you know, you can, you know, it sounds wonky and crazy, but you can conquer the world, whatever your world is. I promise you. And I'm preaching to myself, right? It's not like I don't Preaching. have bouts with it anymore. Preaching to the preacher. 
<laughs> what happened? So you preaching to the preacher. You know? So, yeah. What societal norm do you think is stupid or weird or wish wasn't the norm? Um, the, again, the group think that says don't listen to people who failed. Mm. Right? And group think as a whole, it's just, it's detrimental. It's, you know, it's, um, it's lazy. It's a way to not think for yourself, right? Mm. And to not be thoughtful. Actually thoughtful about something that comes across your, your, uh, you know, your desk, you know, mentally. It's, um, it bothers me in, in a big way just because it, it's, it's, it's keeping us from, from moving forward, I think. Mankind and black folk, mm. you know, group thing. It's like, I remember when I first, you know, said I wanted to be an actor and I had told somebody that, you know, I admire and I looked up to and he was an athlete, he was a star athlete. And I was like, yo, you know, be an actor. He was like, he was like, why? Literally. Kind of laugh? Yeah, he chuckled and I was like, oh, I didn't understand it then. But later I was just like, oh, people don't dream because they haven't necessarily. So maybe it isn't, you know, groupthink as much as it's groupthink, but much as it's just try and challenge yourself and see. Right, the more you see, when I got to TSU, I saw so much more than, I learned things that I didn't know you could know, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I met people from, you know, so many states. I remember seeing a Utah license plate at TSU. I was like, what? I don't. I was like, who, who's from Utah? <laughs> here in, in Tennessee State. How the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just, you know, groupthink doesn't get you that. Groupthink doesn't get you outside your, you know, uh, comfort zone, outside these boundaries of what you've been fed for, you know, however many years. So, yeah. So what about, you have any future announcements, projects coming up? What's going on? What, what you what you got in the works? Uh, I mentioned the, the movies that I've written. Ideas still coming. The, the, I got three. Um, and obviously you have to do the one, you know, one after another, three TV projects that I'm working on. And um, uh, and just, I feel like being funny again, man. So this year's, you know, I mentioned it's going to be a grind, but I'm about to I'm about to do produce just a whole bunch of content okay. uh, on myself, sketches, just stuff that I want to do um, that I think is valuable to the culture. And um, yeah, yeah, I feel like being funny again, so. Look, you know, Instagram, David One Ashley, and I already got one up there. I gotta, I gotta join. The Let party. me know when you do your next stand up, cause I'm gonna be over in the front Absolutely. row, and I'm gonna like, say something, <laughs> say, say funny. something funny. <laughs> Let me just say this for the artists out here in LA: it's easy to fall into a lengthy amount of time where you're inactive, right? Where you're not doing anything, but much as you can whether you just moved here or you've been here you know ten and a half years like me man just get back to it as quick as possible wow, because this time, time. <laughs> this time ain't this time ain't slowing down for nobody man at all and if you're from a place it sounds weird but if you're from a place where there's seasons like time goes by even faster for you you know when you move to LA because every day is the same it's always nice it's always sunny that's true you know so um, you know just you know be be tough on yourself, but don't be so hard on yourself, but 
you know, find an accountability partner to let you know when you haven't done that thing that you moved here for in, in a certain amount of time. It's it's important. That's one of the key things when I moved here was like, never forget why you came here. Mm. Never. Because the thing is, is like when I first got my whip out here and I parked in the garage, it was a Porsche on the left. Mm. Come on. There was a Lexus on the right, and in front of me was a Mercedes. Yeah. I had a Pontiac G6. Let's get it. But you gotta know. Belong here. You gotta know that you're good in your Pontiac. Absolutely. Don't try to get that Porsche. Don't try to get that Mercedes. Yeah. Don't get that Lexus. Stay in your lane in your Pontiac and don't try to live outside of your means because that's how a lot of people end up living in their car. Absolutely. I know people who are living in their car right now, like are bouncing from couch to couch. And you wouldn't even know know it because they on the red carpet and they doing this and that and you be like, oh wow, they doing it up. Facebook, Instagram is a liar. But they don't even have a place to stay. Yeah, yeah. So never forget, if you move to L.A., never forget why you moved to L.A., never forget why you moved to New York, never forget wherever you're doing, like, wherever you move somewhere, never forget the reason why you went to that place to begin with, Absolutely. like, adhere to your dreams, and it's real. It's real. So to end off the podcast, as I always do, I do this pivot questionnaire, which mm. is made famous by... James Lipton in Inside the Acting Studio was 10 questions. Let's get it. You ready? Let's get it. First question. What's your favorite word? Mother. What's your least favorite word? Lack. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? I'm a fan of a good exchange. You know, I love seeing people and, and I say hello. I speak to people. Um, spiritually, man, it's, you know, it's music, man. Music is so spiritual. But yeah, music. I just said music. Music? <clears throat> what turns you off? Cynicism. What's your favorite curse word? Shit. Fuck. I'm sorry. Fuck it. What sound or noise do you love? A basketball bouncing in an empty gym. Shit's amazing. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, screeching tires feels like it's gonna be an accident, <laughs> makes me cringe. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? A crooner from the 50s and 60s. What profession would you not like to do? Police officer. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I'm sorry. I forgive you, and you pulled through pretty well. All right, y'all. This is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, the first podcast of 2018 with David Ashley. Let's get it. And check out superdopeshit.com for the rest of the episodes and everything. And like like I like to uh, finish all of my episodes y'all with one of my favorite quotes which is only put off until tomorrow what you're willing to die having left undone 
That's Pablo Picasso. Mm. We out here. We out. And we in here. Yes, you. And we out here. In the West. Peace. Just like that.